It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's hot time. We had a hot time. Hi, y'all. I'm back home in the Bay Area after a couple of weeks at home in Texas. After four years in California, I find myself calling both states home. But until Texas decides to legalize cannabis, there's not a snowball's chance in hell that I'd ever live there again. So on my recent visit, I popped in on Charlie Hodge, an old radio friend who these days is not only a media personality, but also a government relations advocate. I was curious to know what sort of progress Texas is making and how we can help create momentum. Charlie and I have known each other for 15 years, so things get a little silly on this episode. And you'll definitely want to take a peek at the show notes. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one toke. Whenever I'm in a room with you, I always feel like you should be in charge of what's being. I know. And it's hard, but like, I feel like this is a casually baked episode. It is. So, and I am properly baked. Yeah, no joke. Let me have another. Yeah. There he, her. Hi, y'all. It's Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. I'm having an extra special edition of Casually Baked, the podcast today, because I am sitting in the studio of Charlie Hodge in Austin, Texas. One of my favorite blasts from the past. And um, we are going to chat today about what's happening in Texas with the cannabis laws and cultures. And he's going to give us the skinny on what we can do to make shit happen here. Yep. And I also do business um, with my real name, Andrew Westercom. And so if people want to get involved in this, 
it's just good to know up front because my email, Andrew at westpublicaffairs.com is how you can get in touch with me. But things are happening. Um, I don't want to be too bold, but I feel like 2019 medical marijuana will be passed by the uh, legislator, the legislation here in Texas at next session. That's exciting. So I know you've given me a little bit of the scoop on what's happening, but what are some of those clues that are, are giving you that positive energy around this? Well, for one, um, last session um, that went from January of 2017 to roughly June of uh, 2017 and then a special session, um, the House version by Representative Lucio was on the lineup to be called for debate on the House floor, which is monumental in and of itself when you think about Texas and its attitude towards substance of any kind. I mean, it's a conservative state, and the fact that the House was ready to hear it and the bill was backed and supported by some of the most conservative young uh, members of the House... Mm-hmm. And it the, simply put, the bathroom bill and some other issues prevented a lot of bills from being heard, and this was one of them. And so next session, it, it's, it is on the short list of bills to be heard on the House floor. And meanwhile, the face of marijuana has changed so much. It's not that goofball. You used to have that long Dr. Seuss hat with the pot leaves all over it running around going like, man, hemp makes rope, dude. Right, right, right. <clears throat> it's moms that have tragic stories about their, their, their children's illnesses, and they're forced to use all these drugs that are just detrimental to the well-being of the child beyond the disease because they're just they're, they're yeah. forced. And, and so it's moms like that. It's soldiers. And most of these people are addicted to opioids when you start talking about the way they've been treated by the psychiatric community and just the mm-hmm. medical community in general because they're not allowed to do anything. And so you, you get this mixture of opioid addiction and abuse. And the alcohol abuse that goes yeah. along with that. Culminating with this changing face of, you know, of the marijuana consumer. And mm-hmm. so... It makes sense. Yeah, yesterday when I was at the UT tailgate, you know, I was repping my casually baked T-shirt, and I had a guy come over to me and um, ask me what was going on and, you know, what it was all about and said that a friend of his had up and moved his family to Colorado so that their son could use cannabis as part of his treatment for epilepsy and that he had been seizure-free since consistently being on cannabis in Colorado. But, you know, they didn't want to move their life. They didn't want to move their family. They wanted to be here. They wanted to be in Austin. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people now that are looking that, like, I don't want to have to change my lifestyle and where I am. Like, this is crazy. Let's yeah. legalize this here. Yeah. My doctor says I need it, and I shouldn't have to move somewhere else. I mean, that's that's not unreasonable because – you were mentioning your father, and I'd like to hear that story about his support, but um, someone in my life that's in their 60s has glaucoma, and they they adhere to the law strictly. They, they would never think of breaking the law, but when mm-hmm. their doctor mentioned to them that specifically for this condition, marijuana would be a superb, um, you know, 
remedy right. to help kind of ease all the symptoms. And he recommended, if she wanted to, to go to one of the states where it's legal to try therapy and see if it helps. But And that changed her mind. And she's of an age where normally you would be against it because right. it's just kind of instilled. Mm-hmm. But minds are changing because people that are, you know, maybe 50 and younger, they've either experienced it themselves or they have a good friend and they realize it's not this this yeah. terrifying... Well, p- you, it, people change their minds when they see it in their own backyard, in their own community. And, you know, that's one of the things that happened with my dad when, you know, he witnessed a 94-year-old man who was losing his sight and dying in the nursing home and and having cannabis pills given to this man and his vision came back and now he's just a spunky little 94-year-old man in yeah. a nursing home. Knows who he's goosing. Yeah, right. He's <laughs> probably causing trouble. But, you know, those are the things that someone has to witness, at, you know, as an older person to be open to seeing things differently. And, you know, my dad and my politics could not be more different. And um, he is the Republican chair for the, you know, Stonewall County, our tiny little community. And, um, you know, when now when his representatives come through town, he's questioning, you know, their support of, of cannabis and, you know, where they stand on the issue and, you know, him kind of evangelizing the yeah. things that I've taught him and that he's seen and, you know, it's fun to to watch that transition. I mean, my whole family is on board with Cannabis for Wellness now, and I grew up in a tiny little town in West Texas. So, you know, if we can get more people going out in their communities and, like, you know, talking to people and, you know, coming out of the cannabis closet, so yeah. to speak. Well, and Republicans, in my opinion, are the perfect match for this because if you're fiscally conservative, it, it shouldn't be about stigma. You know, it rarely is when you're talking about capitalism, true capitalism and and in a in a thriving economy. It it comes from, you know, a certain place and it comes from sensible business. And when you when you look because at your dad's age, you've been prescribed an opioid and everyone's had that bottle of Vicodin. And while it's there, it's cool. And you kind of you kind of get it. You're like, man, that's that is that's kind of scary. And to witness something like that and to realize, well, hey, it's all for political lobbying's sake that, you know, big pharma is so prevalent and marijuana has been, it used to be used to fill the jails. And now it's, it's terrifying, big pharma, that right. they're going to lose all this ground. But the f- sensible people, they realize that we have a healthcare crisis, which is crippling our economy. And then on top of that, we have this opioid crisis where um, pretty much anyone who's ever fallen at work or had an injury is, has, is susceptible to addiction. Well, and opioids are nothing but a Band-Aid. Like, they're not even curing any of the problems. They're masking them. Yeah. And so there's, there's, a, there's not an end point to no. using opioids. And so at least being able to have the ability to legally substitute cannabis for the opioids it's actually healing your body and you're not addicted to it and it's well there there's and but all that is for someone who has walked the walk but for these these 
small communities and rural areas throughout Texas that are going to be crucial for their support. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it comes from. And there's proof um, when it comes to the economy, too, because there's a lot of smearing going on trying to say, oh, well, these states aren't making that much money. But that is complete yeah. baloney. Yeah, it's bullshit. And oh, you can say it's your show. Yeah, no, I know. I But I was, okay, so on Friday I went into KLBJ to say hi to the team and they were on it. The morning show was on air. And so I just kind of ducked my head in the door and, you know, waved at, at the guys. And they brought me in and p- told me to grab some headphones. And I dropped the F-bomb twice. So, Did you really? Yes. I'm like, I'm sorry. I do a Nerves podcast. Are firing, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm used to being able to say whatever I want. So, well, just in general, too. Yeah. R- remove podcast from that statement. You're used to pretty much just saying what you want <laughs> yes. in general, that outside is, of podcasting. That is true. I'm a... In I'm a, a submarine, sh- even, you'd probably, you know, be like, hey, there's water coming in, which would be helpful. Yeah. I'm a filterless straight shooter. <laughs> but I want to bring up some it. big points. Okay. Because you were asking me about the progress in Texas. And once again, if you're interested um, in getting involved... Uh, you can contact me, Andrew at westpublicaffairs.com, or you can check out texasmarijuanapolicy.org. It's a great site. And the reason I say get involved is not only can you contact your regional lawmakers and ask them to support this, but if you follow the, the releases from the Texas state government, you can tell the state of Texas is behind this before Speaker Strauss um, decided to not pursue another term. He did put to, he, he, he called some what are called House interim charges. Okay. And that's basically where he approves money to be spent to research subjects. So next time when session rolls around and they reference all this data, how much it'll cost, where, and yada, 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 it's from these interim charges. And he created a brand new committee, a select committee, a committee on opioid abuse and other substance abuse, which is directly related to the Absolutely. passage of medical marijuana. Then he had the House Agriculture Committee um, do a study of the feasibility and profitability of industrial hemp production, which to grow hemp, you grow marijuana. Mm-hmm. And so it's them without being uncouth. Mm-hmm. and right. saying, what's it going to cost to grow pot, and will it benefit farmers? They're commissioning a study, basically, to see what it will cost. Mm-hmm. And then the Criminal Jurisprudence Committee um, has been tasked with um, um, finding benefits and feasibility of getting rid of possession charges for small amounts of marijuana, just in general, statewide. Okay, this is, this is all exciting, exciting, exciting stuff. And I really hope that you will reach out to Andrew, but definitely check that website. Start plug, with Joe, though. Plug in, plug in your, your zip code. Find out who you need to be writing emails to, sending postcards to, calling and leaving voicemails. Attending your a lot of that text the Texas Marijuana Policy dot org is it has this little generator where yeah you put in your zip code and it'll right. it'll tell you who you need to email and contact. I'm gonna make sure I have that website right. 
Yeah, for sure. Because I, I think you are. Because I went and looked, and I'm like, I mean, seriously, plug in your zip code. It's going to give you everything you need. It'll give you enough information to make you dangerous. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, TexasMarijuanaPolicy.org. All right. TexasMarijuanaPolicy.org. And I'll leave that in the show notes as well. I'll even make it that much easier. I mean, it's a hyperlink. Which, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to Casually Bake the Podcast, I'm not going to wait for the outro. Do it. Do it or don't, but do. (laughs) So what's new in your world on the podcast? Like... Well, actually, um, I have been doing a lot of really fun human interest type stuff with the the different players in the cannabis space in California. Um, I interviewed the very first person to ever get their medical marijuana card in the state of California. His name is Wayne Justman, and he is quite the character. And um, I was recently up in... Sonoma County, and I did a day in the life uh, ride along with this absolutely fun and boisterous farmer, Oki Joe. He's a, a compassion farmer. He has a, a 50 person collective, mostly aging um, AIDS patients. Yeah. And so it's been really great to kind of pull back the curtain and show the other side of cannabis, not just, you know, the the lazy user or the pretty packages that people are now seeing. It's like, you know, who are the people that have been building and building and building? And now in California, at least, we have this really shiny looking product and all these cool devices and, you know, every edible in every consumable way you can imagine. And Freedom all. of consumption. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It frustrates me in Texas because you really are relegated to what's available. Right. Well, true. But it's like, I just want to make sure that that people don't just turn cannabis as into the into a sexy product, but they remember that, you know, there are farmers and good old boys out in the country, yeah. make, you know, creating this for us. So it's, it's just like our, you know, vegetable farmers and our ranchers and, you know, this is a culture, and I just want to make sure that that little portion of it gets highlighted. So it's crucial, and no, yeah. you should bring that up because whenever something is new, it can also be considered fringe, and fringe brings on people that not only are kind of early joiners, and you know, but they're not mainstream. But it also brings profiteers that see quick profits, mm-hmm. and it's not the long term, and and it can be dangerous. Like I come from. Um, government relations background in the vaping industry. And one of the main things I hear over and over again when I talk to lawmakers about just the, I'm there to educate them on the viability and and just health benefits of vaping compared directly to smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And they all talk about how, well, they I've seen this person, you know, on the sidewalk blowing this giant cloud. And, and I'm just like, early joiners and... They, it, it was a pride. It was a. It was almost like a bird of paradise showing their plume, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was so off-putting to people because right. smoking had almost been eradicated from most modern metropolitan areas, and all of a sudden you have people that are using these bizarre-looking devices, and then they're producing these, these massive clouds. clouds. Yeah, and people rightly assume that 
you know, if there's a cloud of something, it's going to be hazardous to your health. And it's taken a lot of legwork to, and um, scientific um, research to mm-hmm. show that, you know, it's not yeah. smoking. Just because people are skeptical and they should be. Big tobacco has lied to people's faces so long. But anyway. You know, I, we'll have to do another podcast and have um, Dr. V. She's one of my best girlfriends and um, she helped me develop um, a badass muscle rub um, that you can get on casuallybaked.com. Go to the website, go to shop. And um, she is a formulation scientist and... She was in. She was the chief scientific officer for a big vaping company in the UK, and she helped uh, develop the legislation around vaping um, in the EU. And so, it might be a very interesting conversation if the three of us got got together. I think so. And I've been trying to get her on the podcast, and she's she's just really shy and. Um, I keep pressuring her, and while I've been here in Texas, I got a text message, and she's like, all right, I'm ready. Let's do it before the end of the year. So Nice. Yeah, so maybe whenever I'm back here in December, we can do a call-in with her or something. Awesome. Well, speaking of interesting conversation, would you be interested in doing a round of five questions slash tasks from a previous podcast of mine? It's, it's the number one internal podcast recurring question-based event (laughs) in the nation. It swept coast to coast, spreading smiles along the way, and it's five questions slash tasks. All right. It's random questions that I think of for each round, and they're based on nothing, and they mean nothing, but they always lead to something. All right. I don't want to hijack it, but I feel No, no, I'm properly high. Let's actually, let's hit the... Let's hit that pipe one more time so I'll be properly baked. You can, well, you can ask me the question, but I'll... I want to set the timing up to where I ask you the question as it's going in so you don't have time to think about it. All right. Well, in the meantime... Okay, there we go. All right. Number one, would you get O.J. Simpson's autograph like if you're riding in an elevator alone? No, 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 never, never. I wouldn't give him the satisfaction. Well, what would you do? The two of you are alone. You get in at the like lobby, and you're like, oh, God, it's OJ, but you're going to like floor 48. Right. It's a long ride. What happens? Just silence? I would phone? do that. No, I would treat him just like I treat everyone else. I would Cut do, one? I would. <laughs> 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 oh, that's pretty funny. But no, I... I would greet him like I do everyone else and then sit quietly. Yeah. What if he were like, you a football fan? What if he initiated conversation? Oh, I would talk to him. Yeah? Uh, Yeah. About, would you just stick to the subject or would you be like, you murdered? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring anything like that up. I mean, you have to... Oh, it's done. I watched the miniseries. Yeah, that was good. You know, it was really good. Cuba. And... But the thing is, like, we we all have to be able to, you know, let go and move on. And so, like, give him that piece. He, I mean, you know he's a tortured fucking soul. Oh, my God. He doesn't need any help from me. No. He really doesn't. Fucking OJ. You're right. That's actually a good question. 
Um, all right. What number two? What is the most advanced gymnastics move you believe you could pull off at in, at your current situation? Like not your former like, but you right now. Oh, like a cartwheel. Okay, like yeah. one of those gimpy cartwheels, <laughs> or like a full. I think I could get my leg relatively okay. up and over it. Okay. I mean, I think if I tried to do a round off, I'd throw my back yeah, out. Okay. No, if that's I'd... that's. I think most of. Most of these are leading to injury. <laughs> yes. I mean, I tried to play basketball with some 13 and 14-year-olds. At, I was 38 at the time and was doing it on a terrible floor in a pair of running shoes. Look at these excuses flowing out. And it I'm was a terrible like, floor. It was, well, it's, that was, it's one of those church schools, you know, the Catholic school where they spend more floor money on the guilty. uniforms. Well, and, and they're like those little plastic tiles that they put together, and so there's like dead spots in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, I knew better than to do it, and I tore a couple ligaments in my ankle, and today I'm just walking around Town Lake, and I'm like, my ankle is killing me. Yeah. Being judged so, by other people because oh, yeah. you're like, oh, you're not walking properly. <laughs> Leaving calories on the table, girl. Man, I'm telling you what, Town Lake is always good for people watching. Always. Yes. Oh my God. It's outstanding. It's fat. I mean, it's gotten to a point though. It used to be going to Town Lake to do the hike and bike trail. It was great people watching, if not even leering. But now I'm just struck with like, who are these people? Because yeah. some people, they, it's like they ran out of a magazine. And it's like, <laughs> what is happening? Like, meant, like there'll be this couple jogging, and you're like, are they doing a Michelob Ultra commercial right now? Yeah. Where are the cameras? Right. Their feet aren't even touching the ground. Austin is definitely, it's, it's definitely on the other side of where we were. It's just become so metropolitan. Yeah, that it it's, is. I, it, I just don't even recognize that sleepy town that we used to. Oh, I know. Tear up. Used to. All right. To, all right. Number Give me three. A new question. Would you? Does number three is always a would you rather? So would you rather be able to do a roundhouse kick or moonwalk? Like you could just a roundhouse this, yeah, kick. Like right now, you'd just be like, I'm pretty you good. Can do it. I've got a pretty good roundhouse kick already. Hmm. I want to put a beer can on top of something and see if you can kick it off. Okay. We are doing that. Yeah. Because I I am and I'm pretty accurate. Until I'm not. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is happening. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, how high are we going to do this? Oh, yeah, because I know I could kick it off that. I have this weird podium here. I think there may be a reason for it now. <laughs> is this enough room to do it? I mean, who knows? I don't care. We'll try. Oh, Okay. All right, here we go. All right. I'm going to have to film this. <laughs> wow, she did it. I could have gone better. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> And it wasn't even the direction that I wanted to kick, but I was working within the space. Yeah. I got to tell you, I'll send you that video because you hit, 
you only hit like 5% of the podium. And the podium's <laughs> weird. I got that crazy-ass podium, and I thought I could make owl boxes out of it because it's like this structure. Owl is in like the birds? Yeah, like the birds because there's oh. all these owls in my neighborhood. Oh. And like my, my dad, bird, like, bird maniac, <laughs> he has one in his front yard, and there's this owl that just sits there and will look at you all day. Well, that's cool. Or all night, whenever it's up. Who knows? <laughs> I can't believe you just fucking did that. <laughs> are you hurt? Better yet, are you hurting no, anywhere? No, that's Is why there I was anything like, that's that's noticeably like I could go higher. <laughs> oh, we might have to go outside and like rig up some sort of <laughs> roundhouse kick system. Wait, out, are you saying you want to go so high as to be potentially hurting myself? No, no. I guess maybe, maybe subconsciously, kind but of. I wouldn't want you to be hurt. But no, I did a. I was just impressed. I was like, I kind of want to see what your skills are because that was that was pretty rad. Uh, yeah. So I karate kicked um, the door open at the Emerald Cup in Santa Rosa. Uh, we were obviously really high because that's what you do at the Emerald Cup. Mm-hmm. And so Monica and I are coming out of the bathroom, and I karate kicked the door open, and I did hit a woman. Who's coming in? Yeah. Yeah, tragically. Yeah, it was bad. So that's why I'm, I'm always leery of using my... Of your... Yeah, your lethal... Mad your skills. lethal skills. <laughs> Good God. All right, number four is your task. And it's it's nothing strenuous. I mean, that should count almost. You yeah, just roundhouse right. kicked a can. But create the name of your yoga pose. I like to do these name generators that I come up with. Okay. And to create it... Combine how you react, the word that describes how you react to seeing a roach, plus your high school mascot. Like, my yoga pose would be the retreating maroon. Um, <laughs> mine would be the shrieking jaybird. The shrieking, that's a good one. That's a <laughs> yoga pose. That's official. That's official. I love those. Oh, my gosh. I hate roaches. Roaches and snakes are... Those are my those are my two where I will hurt myself getting away from them. Yeah. Well, let's talk about like snakes. You could argue quite easily that there's a reasonable explanation to be afraid of them. Roaches, I don't know where, it, but I mean, I'm like frozen in time, scared of them. Like because they can, but they have no, but, a nuclear but they don't Holocaust. have teeth. They're not poisonous. They're prehistoric looking. Yeah, and it's the random flight they're capable of. Like, I remember as a kid, like, you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, turn on the light, and there's one on the ceiling, and it's like, you win. I'm going to pee somewhere else, because he could just do that clumsy flight at you. It's like, Yeah. And it's like, I can't take it. Creeps. The shrieking Jayhawk. Jaybird. Jaybird. Yeah, we were the Jayton Jaybirds. And, I mean, I technically was a Lady J, so... I don't know if it, if it would be the Shrieking Lady J or the <laughs> 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 that one may be even better. Yeah. Uh, the Shrieking Lady J. That kind of sounds dirty. <laughs> it does. That can be the, the answer for the name of my favorite sex position. Yeah. That no one's ever even heard of. That can be your own. Urban Dictionary. Signed you. All right. Number five. What candy would you remove from the market effective immediately? What's the one that's just nougat with chocolate? Is that the Milky Way? Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers, boo. I mean, like, Gone. lazy fuckers. <laughs> really? That's what you brought? Like, no. All right. Sorry. It's gone, everybody. No more. That's it. 
That's all she wrote. Well, that was a fun game. See, you're going to spoil my my casually baked audience. They're going to want me to have you on all the time. Uh, Maybe we can arrange something. Because yeah. it's, it's really a pain in my ass when I'm such an extrovert putting on a podcast where I'm like at home doing it by myself. I'm like, I need to banter with somebody. Yeah. And we've that's, been, ba- that's we've been bantering for a really, really, mm-hmm. really long time. We should tell people that. I don't know if we even, yeah, but we've known each other a long time. Because I'm sure listening to us, it's kind of like, hey, borderline gross. It's like, what are you, (laughs) is that like an inside joke? What what, what does that mean? Yes. Um, Andrew and I have been friends ever since I moved to Austin, Texas to work at KLBJ FM. When was that? Um, 20, well... When was nine eleven? What was what year? Two thousand one. So that was two thousand two. Wow, God, that has been a long time. Mm-hmm. That's fifteen years. Yeah. By golly. Yeah. Did nine eleven have something to do with the reason you moved? No, uh, no. Well, I had just. So it is I've a been... good. It is a good timeline marker. Well, though. yeah, because a lot. So happen- I think you remember things in relative to right. that. Because that I had been in New York. I was part of what they called the radio apprentice program. Mm -hmm. And so it was the sales training that I had been the rapper program. That's what they called it. And so you basically learn sales in the New York ad agencies with New York radio stations. And, and so I, yeah, it's, um, there were 10, 10 people across the country. So you had natural ability and they sent you there to learn how to use it. Yeah. Well, so they, you had to, I had to do it. like answer five essay questions and then I made it to the next round. They flew me to New York and had like 10 interviews and then lost my luggage during that, that night. The person that was hosting me, he had my bag and I had another one and he forgot he had it and we got off the train and he was like, oh shit, I left your suitcase on the train. So I went into my 10 interviews the next day and I went into them wearing the makeup I'd had on the day before, the clothes I'd flown in on, and I I was... So the very first lady, I was like, listen, I got to be honest with you. Like, I'm not feeling my best right now, and I told her what had happened, and she pulled out her drawer and, like, got her makeup and deodorant. She was like, go to the bathroom and, you know, and so... You got raging pink eye from it later, and you're like, (laughs) damn her. No, but it was like, you know, I knew I had had a a leg up after that because I knew they all were like felt sorry for me. Ended up being a blessing. Yeah. So I got into the program. And so I had gotten home in May and had gone to work at a selling CBS radio in Dallas. And so 9-11 happened right after that. And I had just been home for a couple of months. And so wow, it was one of those. Um, so yeah, it's a big marker for me. Yeah. Boy, that is like a mixture pucker string. Well, what was so weird is when it was happening, I felt like I wanted to be in New York because I felt like I needed to be there to help my friends or, mm-hmm. you know, do something. So I almost felt guilty for yeah, being Yeah, it's weird how that manifests. Mm. But super cool. But yeah, so then I left national radio and wanted to know, you know, a lot of shit about one radio station instead of a little shit about a lot of radio stations. It's much easier to sell that way. And yeah, ended up at KLBJ, and yep. the rest is history. Sure is. God. Well, here's to that. 
Cheers, my friend. Cheers. You got your face fixed up nice with all those little, little colored lights. You got those records that's been around and around. Now that's what you call a Sunday fun day. <laughs> Too bad the Dallas Cowboys shit the bed later that day, dampening my mood. But whatever. I hope you're as excited about the Texas cannabis movement as I am. Now, I'm jumping on my soapbox for a minute. When it comes to cannabis legislation, we're starting from scratch. So your voice matters and it will be heard. Remember, change begins at home and in your community. So do your part to be a responsible advocate for cannabis and actively engage in your local and state government. A blank slate is fucking cool and rare. We need people like you to get involved in order to create mindful and meaningful cannabis for wellness legislation. It's way easier to do it right the first time, so stick your nose in the lawmaker's business and make sure they get the job done right after you review this podcast. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, produced, edited by the team of Just Joe. Our theme music is by my handsome and fabulous friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with his music, check out his latest album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you are buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. So, what do you think? I'm experimenting with the podcast. Do you like it? Message me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, my handle, at Casually Baked. If you don't do social, leave a review on iTunes. You don't want to do that? Email me, ask at casuallybaked.com. Happy Thanksgiving. I have so many things to be grateful for, and I want you to know... You're one of them. I love your guts. Now go on. Get out of here. Go stuff them. (laughs) Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.